from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. It has felt good to just sort of be positive, but I can feel it starting to fade. (laughs) I'm not going to make it to day two tomorrow, but at least, folks, we all had today. We all had this 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 positive moment today. Mark it down. What's today? February twenty first, right? Yep, that's right. Yeah. And I'm not Mark gonna. I'm not. I was not gonna let Theo tear down Mac McClung because again, <laughs> it looked like a five forty in real time. We can we can pour through every single piece of replay, any play ever, and our eyes start to see what we want them to see. I think what happened is that Theo went in, and his eyes because he was being a hater to Mac McClung. Just started to see, oh, 360, 360, 360. <laughs> and that's why he's not giving credit for the entire sequence. Because I think a dunk, a dunk, a dunk's not good if you land flat on your back after the fact. I think the landing is important. Stone, I'm glad you brought that up. Mac McClung, I'm giving him the 540. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Also, you got to torque your body on takeoff and get yourself in a position to dunk before you even launch. That matters in this entire equation. Mac McClung, Rightful 540 credit, rightful slam dunk competition win. Yeah, Theo, you have to watch more Tony Hawk highlights. <laughs> it's a yeah, different yeah. sport. No, it's not. You need to watch more Vince Carter highlights. How about that? <laughs> Show you a real 360, a real 540. <laughs> Both can be found on YouTube. 720. Um, we're gonna uh, we're gonna bring in uh, some in, some intelligence now. What we've been is positive. What we've not been probably particularly smart here through the uh, first hour and change here on Ken LaVica Live. That changes now. He's the smartest person we know. Business, check. Family, check. Radio, broadcast, check. He's a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. We bring him in every week. Time now for Steve Politiner and Ask Steve's. Steve Pollitt Senior is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by PNC Bank. See how they can make a difference for you at PNC.com. You've got mail. Tony messages. Stone's talking on the phone. Just in case anybody was wondering what came over the air right now, Stone was talking on the air. Or talking on the phone. Chatting it up. <laughs> he heard that dial tone. <sighs> it's okay. Yeah. It's all good. I mean, it's absolutely okay. Yeah, I, was just, I, just, I, I was talking to the main character of our next segment. Coming. Okay. I just wanted people to know what yeah. they were hearing. <laughs> uh, Tony tweets Hurt. in. Now, again, I think a lot of us need to workshop some analogies here. Tony tweets in, if the NBA dunk contest were a <laughs> farting contest, Mac McClum's fart was the loudest, strongest, and stankest. Okay, Steve Politziner, Ask Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. Steve, I'm turning over a new leaf today. I was up in the Midwest for a couple of days, and I, I, I've, I've let those people bring me back to my roots, and that is a, a polite person who sees the bright side of things. I've been bogged down too often by uh, some of the transplants here in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast who come, and I'll say it, from the Northeast, who don't want to acknowledge you when you walk by them, who won't thank you when you open a door for them. In the Midwest, I was back amongst my people. Uh, tip of the cap. Uh, hey, good to see you. It was nice. It was congenial, and I brought that back here on this Tuesday here on ESPN 106.3, and we're giving sports compliments today. And so let's start off on a very positive note, Steve. Who or what in sports would you like to compliment? Of course. Hey, guys, you know I first have to 
and just assassinate what you just said to start out. As a Northeasterner, I've known you for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Are you saying when you moved from the Midwest, mm-hmm. you were nice and and congenial, to use your word, yep. um, and that you your negativity, like you've been tarnished by the Northeasterners that live in South Florida? Are you here to, like, to, to legitimately say that that, that that's, you, you changed, that you were the wonderful Midwestern values guy, and that you have been sullied yes. By, uh, yes. by the influences? That, that Come word, on. The and word you just used, sullied, was exactly what I was going to say. I've been sullied by Northeast influences for too long, and it took two days of being back amongst my people, the ones I was born and raised with, and those who are Midwesterners who have moved down here, if you know, you know. I have come back and I feel refreshed, and I'm not going to let anybody drag me down any longer, Steve. Okay, you keep going with that because I think, uh, if anything, you're more the northeasterner uh, <laughs> mentality, uh, like it or not. I, I've taken, like it I've, or not, yeah, that's you the, know? that might be true. And, and, and this is all stereotypes, right? Because there's some people from the Midwest, oh, for uh, sure. But you might know for one sure. um, who <laughs> aren't as, <laughs> as friendly. But uh-huh. anyway, I'm glad you started the relief. I did notice it when. Stone had that little technical thing. I think that was a great moment there where the bitter Ken would have just pounced on him <laughs> and the new yeah. Ken like, gave him a break. Right, so exactly. that was good. Thank you. I'm glad you noticed that. I did. I did. Um, I'm going to go with something that is so, like, feels like I'm, it's on no one's radar, maybe because it's down here. College basketball. Like, we're, we're, we're March Madness around the corner. What a year of upheaval at the top. You've had so. Has there ever been a time we've had so many teams at number one? I think the conference tournaments are going to be fascinating because you have you have teams that like might have been ranked that might not you know might are not going to get it anywhere deep in their own conference tournament yeah. because of what turnover there's been. I don't think it's the best thing for the sport year round because you don't get to learn the names and the faces, and since so many players in college are gone within a year or two anyway. But for the March Madness factor, I think it's setting up for what could be an awesome March Madness with upsets and Cinderella. Uh, and, and just to add to that, Florida Atlantic has spent as many weeks in the top 25 as North Carolina mm. this season. Like That is yep. awesome. That is absolutely awesome. Uh, so so we're, what did you think of? I, I complimented the XFL and the, the rules. I love, I love the tiered extra point system. I love going for three. I love the kickoffs where you, you, you put the protection team and the coverage team uh, 10 yards in front of the kick returner, and as soon as he catches it, then you start going. I think bringing back the kickoffs is awesome. I also love the 4th and 15 onside kick in the XFL. I would, if I had Roger Goodell in front of me right now, I would say, Rog, my brother, take them all. Take them all, incorporate them, let's go. I love it. I was very complimentary of it. And I don't know if you remember last week, Steve, I said that the XFL, be careful. It's sort of like the fentanyl of sports. You don't want to get too caught up in it. It's dangerous. I think from a gambling perspective, uh, you might want to stay away from that. But I was into it in week one. I'm sold on it, Steve. I'm an XFL fan, I think. No, wait, you're an XFL fan or you're a fan of the XFL's rules of the NFL? Hmm. Because I'm a fan of the XF rules in the NFL, but I didn't watch one second. I would have watched the all the the rising no the um the celebrity NBA game of whose names I know nobody anymore. <laughs> uh, I watched that well, I believe on loop on NBA channel. 
I said on loop on the NBA channel over watching one snap of the XFL. Now, take what's best of the XFL. Let me know. Let me know what it's in the NFL, and I'll start watching it, and I'll see those new rules. Sounds great. What I'll tell you, that that comeback the Seattle Battlehawks had on San Antonio on Sunday, A.J. McCarron, big-time comeback, down 15 with two minutes left. That was electric, Steve. Absolutely electrifying. Now, you mentioned the celebrity game. I would argue that was the best part of All-Star Weekend. The Miz... Just a half second late on a half-court shot. Wrestling star, reality television star, The Miz nearly winning the game on a half-court shot. How do you not love that, Steve? That's NBA uh, basketball at its best. I love the whole NBA All-Star Weekend. I actually think all of it is better than the game itself. The draft was awesome. The draft was awesome. Um, The game itself is not. It's such a poor game to watch. I think we all should have done what Giannis did. Was play the first, watch the first five seconds and then leave um, <laughs> because for, of the game. The rest of it, though, I still love it. I know there's so much, um, there's always so much scrutiny on the slam dunk contest. Like, what is there left to do? You know, Sims, like, it hangs in the rim and then takes a 50 uh, uh, raining out of his pocket and it was like dead silence there. At least he tried. Like, what is there left to do? It, with, with that, and I've always loved the shooting in a three-point. I enjoy the skills. I like the rising stars. And I even like the celebrities, even though I'm clearly out of the demo of knowing who most of the celebrities are. All right, let's 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 go through. Uh, do you ever give the NHL All-Star Game a pop, by the way? Just curious. I, I'll take that uh, as a rarely. wow. Rarely? Okay. Rarely. So, I was trying to think, yeah, do I watch much NHL? And I think it defaults to what you like, like, you love football, Ken. I love basketball. It doesn't mean I don't like football and you don't like basketball. But like you're all over the NFL or XFL. I'm all over the NBA. So let's let's do this. Let's take football. Let's take NFL. Let's take NBA. Let's take Major League Baseball. We all get to pick one aspect of their all-star weekend or their three days of all-star activities. You keep one, everything else gets trashed, okay? So, for me, the NBA, give me the celebrity game. I'll take the celebrity game over anything. Forget the slam dunk contest. This was an outlier. It's going to continue to be blah after that. Uh, I like the celebrity game over the three-point contest. I'll take that. Major League Baseball, fine. Let's keep up the home run derby. I'm good with that. Let's keep that. And then in the NFL... Uh, I wasn't so into the flag football game. I didn't really love the skills competition. Uh, give me long snappers snapping at screens. That at least was entertaining. That was good. Fine. Perfect. Playing tic-tac-toe. All right, and go NHL, too. Go, any, go NHL. Also. I actually like the NHL All-Star game. I like the actual game format. Playing three-on-three different teams. That rules. That's good. That's the best All-Star game of any of these things that are played. And the guys actually try. In a rare moment, we're going to agree on a lot of things here. First off, the NHL, even though I don't, you know, not, not the biggest NHL guy, they were the first all-star game to actually mix it up with, it doesn't have to be the East versus the West. Remember, they did the internationals yeah. versus the North Americans. Which the NBA they, should they, go to. They were, well, the NBA's had different iterations with the draft, but the NHL, I think, were the first to actually say, we're not just going to go the traditional East versus West. They were the first ones to do it probably a decade ago. Yeah. They were way ahead. So I'll go that for the NHL. 
I totally agree with you. In the NFL, the number one thing I was thinking was the long snappers into the screen, yeah. into the corners, like Hollywood squares. I wanted heads to pop up <laughs> and then to throw them off their heads for different points. I loved the long snapper thing. And I thought it was like a position that it was nice for them to get a little bit of notoriety because guys can have a 10, 15-year career just as a long snapper. So I thought that was great. Um, I thought that was great. Uh, for me, the NBA, it's still more all-star Saturday night. I like the dunk and the three-point shootout. I like those. But above those now, uh, the draft. The dra- when you, weren't you watching the draft and going, does Giannis understand basketball? He has 10 guards and no <laughs> size. All he can draft me, I'm like, does he, is this, has he ever put a team together before? <laughs> I love He's 22 it. guards. I love that the big man took all I the guards. Screaming at the, I was screaming there, like, why is he going guard there? And then on the yeah, and then on the flip side, LeBron was going bigs, and who knows what was worked out, you know, in advance. Um, we know Giannis didn't actually even understand who he could draft. He mm. drafted players that were starters <laughs> or reserves. Um, you know that that was fun. Uh, yeah, baseball home run. Um, I actually think the thing I always love about baseball actually just the introductions at the at the All Star game when it's always like who's the random Pittsburgh pirate, <laughs> and then there's the race to baseball reference to look up. Oh my God! There's the one pirate. Oh, it's the closer, and he has a four seventy eight ERA. Okay, there's your annual pirate this year. So oh, I actually like that part. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, baseball. That's but, you know what? Yeah, Steve? I do run, love that. The the annual pirate. The annual pirate, you're right, is the most underrated part of any All-Star game that's played because no one knows who it's going to be, and you haven't paid attention to it until they introduce the players. That is actually perfect. That is wonderful. Steve Palatino, Ask Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. Ken Levick Alive. Let's go to a question from a fan of Ken Levick Alive, and this is Bobby in Fort Pierce. Bobby asks, Steve, I have a five-year-old. He hasn't yet learned how to tie his shoes, and so his teachers won't let us send him to school in shoes with laces. Do you have any tips as a father about how to teach tying shoes? I'll tell you, shoe tying is very tough. I still struggle with it with mine. And, and <laughs> oh, largely, you said you struggled with most it. Of us in okay. America, yeah. No, no, mostly it's because most of us are always behind on time. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, you're leaving the bus. We got to right, go. Right. Oh, your shoes are tight for all it. sports. Yeah. The cleats, it's just like, fine, I'll just do it because I don't have time to do it. Here, what you need to do it is you need to do it not at times where shoes need to be tied. It needs to be a pre-reward activity. Hey, ready for dessert? Great. Let's practice tying your shoes for five minutes. Oh. That's where it needs to be brought in. It needs to be brought in at <laughs> times that aren't pressure. Because, you know, it's tough to perform under pressure, the pressure tie. When you haven't even done the regular yeah. tie, they're still giving the dexterity yeah. with the fingers, the motor skills, the fine motor skills, which is, I believe is where that would, you know, that would fall under. What you need to do is work it in. And by the way, I was not great at this. So learn from this is one of those where I'm not giving advice that I, uh, that I'd be a sage. It's advice that I wish was given to me. Work it in on downtime, maybe while you're watching a little TV or while you're hanging out. Hey, let's, let's, let's practice tying our shoes you know, now, and, you know, add a reward to it, five extra minutes or something, dessert, whatever whatever it is that uh, the kid wants to go. And five, um, five, if you're getting them tied at five, good for you. I, I, <laughs> I tend to think like six and a half might be the um, make you. or break on the shoe tie. Um, oh, here's the other thing. Make them learn how to untie their shoes. Usually not as much pressure on the getting somewhere on sure. the untie. It's the untie. Don't just slip them off. 
because that's where you can get a lot of the the, um, the reps with the fingers on the dexterity. Uh, Learn how to untie those uh, knots, particularly if mom and dad had to do the knots in the first place because the kid couldn't tie the shoes. That's that one. Um, that brilliant. one I'm big on. That that's, one I'm real big on. Take them is, off. That's really good. That is brilliant stuff right there. And you mentioned tying the shoes before dessert. Perhaps you can do that while you're waiting for the brownie sundae to be served to you when you've taken the family out to eat at Duffy's Sports Grill. Mm. Oh, what a professional segue. Um, well done. Uh, Duffy's, of course, proud uh, sponsor of my appearances on Ken Levick Alive, calling all sports fans. Grab your MVP card and head to Duffy's where you can catch all of the action. You don't have an MVP card? Sign up for free and start earning rewards today. Duffy's one of the best sports girls year after year. Their award-winning burgers and wings. Don't forget Duffy's famous two-for-one drinks all day. At every day, 80 plus TVs at every Duffy's location. It's an 80 TV guarantee. So anywhere you go, you can watch whatever you want to see because the Duffy's, our game is always on. The smartest man on airwaves in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast. And he joins us every week here on Ken LaVica Live for Ask Steve's Steve Politiner, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. Steve, thank you, sir. Talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. When we come back, Twitter trash. Twitter treasure, mm. Theo takes the reins when we return. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. So Kevin Love put a photo of himself at the Heat Practice Facility on Instagram. And Stone, I bet you can you can discern what happened to me next after I saw that. Sounded Some, something uh something down there in your nether regions. Yeah, uh, a little tingly. Those tingles, those tingles in my nether regions. God, it feels it it it, it feels good. It's awesome to see him. I don't know what he, I don't know what he's gonna bring. I don't know what he's gonna. Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know. But I do know I like seeing him in a heat uniform. I do. I do. It makes me it makes me hot. Uh, Bam, Bam Adebayo in his, uh, in his comments to that post on Instagram, he, uh, he, he, he ats Kevin Love and he goes, make some bleeping shots. <laughs> so they're already indoctrinated him hardcore into to heat culture. Love it. Love he, it. He better make some shots. He, he, I mean, for real. Actually, Bam's he, not wrong. He better make some shots. Yeah, what else? Because yeah. when you put him out there, he, you, you better hit them shots. You better, you better make some bleeping shots. Yeah. Actually, Bam is, is very right about that. Hey, if you snore, if you have nose issues, ear issues, throat issues, you better see Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Goldhabersinus.com. Dr. Neil Goldhaber. It, it, again, I, and I was talking about this with my dad, um, who has been a, a, a snore, a loud snore, and he has been through the ringer trying to find solutions, trying to alleviate it, um, not only because of, of us as a family, like it, was, it was a prominent thing, uh, yeah, dad snoring, and it's super loud, but it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy for the person that snores. There's structural issues a lot of the time that are causing this to happen, and so... Uh, I, I was talking with my dad over the weekend up in Chicago, and he's like, hey, I, I hear you talking about uh, Neil Goldhaber, uh, and that that would be such a, a benefit up here. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, based out of Boynton Beach, he has spent decades 
treating snoring problems, ear issues, nose issues, throat issues. He is an expert. He is a, a lot of people call themselves an expert in different fields. He is an expert, capital E. There is no disputing it because for decades, he has given his patients relief. He has gotten them results. He has changed lives. You hear ENT and you think, ENT, maybe if I have a cold going. No, 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 no. ENTs are so important because think about how miserable life can be when you have constant nose problems, throat problems, ear problems, the pain, the congestion, the issues. You don't want to live like that. You don't want to, if you can have a solution to your snoring, have the health issues that come with being a heavy snore. It is not healthy, folks. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. Get your consultation. You have nothing to lose. Go see him. Let him check you out. See if he can do something for you. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, get the consultation, goldhabersinus.com, goldhabersinus.com. That's goldhabersinus.com. Write it down, commit it to memory, goldhabersinus.com. This applies to a lot of people. I know it. Neil Goldhaber, Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. Theo Dorsey of WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He's a saint. Want to know why? Because we told him, Theo... We're going to have to have you live it on the bird app. Twitter, it's a cesspool of misinformation, of absolute abject garbage. It's going to bring your mood down at almost every turn, but we need you to peruse it because we need to find the nitty-gritty, the details that make sports talk radio and this show great. And Theo said, damn it, Ken, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to take this on willingly. He finds the best of Twitter and the worst of Twitter. It is time now for Theo Dorsey's Twitter Trash Twitter treasure. The Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County is here to help you recycle right. Get recycling tips and so much more at swa.org slash recycle right. You know the old saying, one man's trash is another man's treasure. I love starting off on the bright note and what better day than February 21st annual uh, let's say Optimism Day, Happy Day on Ken Levick Alive. <laughs> happy Day. It like it's good. Happy Day. We'll find a good word for it, but what better way to start with the Twitter treasure than with this tweet from Sarah Sittner of CNN. She's a correspondent on CNN. Sarah Sittner CNN is her Twitter handle. The tweet reads, my husband got me tickets to see Beyonce. There are not enough words to truly thank him. What do I get a man who asks for nothing and only wants me to thrive? Fellas, help a sister out. Now, this isn't just me congratulating a man who made his wife happy, right? Because it seems like that's just what the tweet is about. Mm. She's shouting out her husband for getting her Beyonce tickets. I like that. And this is how you know they have a good, healthy relationship. I hope so. I hope this doesn't age poorly. I like that just seconds after thanking her husband for those tickets, she's looking at how she can pay it forward and show him the same kind of love that he showed her. I love a nice, and this is what people need to start doing. When you do nice things for people, I'm sure her husband didn't want anything back for it, like she said, but he did a nice I mean, gesture. You don't know that. Well, <laughs> come on. This, <laughs> All right, fine. You're right. You're this right, is right. happy day. You're right. You're right. It's what happy. are you this is doing? Twitter treasure. Sorry, sorry. <clears throat> Forget that ever happened. Ken. Happy day. Happy day. Happy day. Happy day. And I just know in the depth of his heart, when he got her those Beyonce tickets and expected nothing back, when he saw this tweet, it, it just it just filled him up with joy. So shout out to Sarah Sidner of CNN, correspondent. I'm sure she's listening. You're doing great out there. And her husband, you're a great man. Good job buying those tickets. Beehive. Yeah, beehive. Not Bayhive. Yeah. Not Bayheim. <laughs> beehive. Beehive. Bee. 
Hot. That's good. It, it does a feel-good tweet. Feel-good tweet. It's Twitter great. treasure. Let's move on to the trash, because that's what we all come here for, right? <laughs> uh, and this one comes from a person who was formerly a member of Chiefs Kingdom, LaShawn Shady, and he's being very shady here, McCoy, on Speak on FS1, talking about why Eric Bieniemy is not a head coach in the NFL. I hope he doesn't, but I think he will. What's his value? What makes him a good offensive coordinator? See, the problem is a lot of these people that go on social media, oh, he should be the guy for the job. They haven't played there. They're not in the locker room. I've been in the rooms where he's coaching, and he has nothing to do with the pass game at all, right? When the plays are, are designed, that's Andy Reid. When you talk about offensive coordinators, I can tell you what makes Brian Dayball with the Giants a very, very good coordinator. I can tell you with Andy Reid or Doug Peterson. But when I ask about um, Eric Bieniemy, what makes him good? When we watch the film of practices and we correct the, the, the wide receivers, the running backs, the, the quarterbacks, he doesn't talk in there. Andy Reid talks in there. He may say things to the running back because he's an ex-running back coach. I get that. But he has no real responsibility. Now you go from the Chiefs, where you can hide behind Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Then you, then you go to the, the Washington, where you got to call plays. You got to run the meetings. You got to run the installs. The last issue I have with him is what makes Andy Reid so great, not the call, the, the play calls, which we see that, which I mean, that's one of it. But the other thing is like adapting to the players. Smooth. We can end it right there. Shady McCoy in his tweet says, I wish him well, but Washington, don't let the Chiefs' success or coaching titles fool y'all. The traits or skills you need to be a good coordinator, I haven't seen or witnessed Damn. it. LaShawn McCoy. Damn. Trashing his old offensive coordinator—that is trashing. Yes, Oof. and in the midst of it, trying to uh, come up with the reason why Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a head coaching job in the NFL. The problems I have with this before we discuss: number one, Lashawn McCoy has a history of talking poorly about Eric Bieniemy because he had a poor relationship with him because of the fact, as a veteran with the Chiefs, Shady McCoy was benched. Lashawn McCoy also has not been in the Chiefs' locker room for the past four years or so as Eric Bieniemy has been the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs and it's tough to take the word of a person who has a personal vendetta against a coach specifically that he was under especially when people that are in that locker room currently or more recently in that locker room credit Eric Bieniemy for not just being involved in the past game but even coming up with a play that got two wide open touchdowns in the past Super Bowl we just watched against the Eagles which without corn dog, as they call it, Kansas City Chiefs don't win that game. Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, if you don't remember the two touchdowns. So the problem I have with this is specifically the timing of it and the spitefulness of it is not progressive to giving us a real reason why Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a head coaching job. If the messaging came from someone else, it would have a bit more meaning. It would it would have more meaning, but also we're all looking for the same answer, right? Like, even if you don't want to say it's a it's a racism thing or it's a competency thing, we all want to know why is a guy who was Andy Reid's offensive coordinator for five years for this entire this entire successful run? Yes, for a great run, two Super Bowls, which is more than what Doug Peterson or Matt Nagy did under Andy Reid. Why is that guy the guy that doesn't get the head coaching job? Some could say it's because he's black. I don't know even though the NFL has a poor history with diversity hires and many other things as regards to race. Some can say it's competency. I also don't know those two things. But for him to try to make a steadfast statement there on something that he also is not familiar enough with, 
and then for others to take it as a voice of reason because they said he played for them, it's dangerous to the conversation because it's not helpful at all. But also, I think it's downright trash. And it's Twitter trash presented by the Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County. So before we get into the debate, can I at least give a shout out to the Solid Waste Authority yeah, of Palm Beach County? Because they, they're doing such a great job around here in Palm Beach and County. And there's no debating how how important they are. Come on. And, and, and they're the ones making the earth a better place for you and I. And I know that you want to get into the recycling mood in 2023. Today, many things are recyclable, but not everything. Take light bulbs, for instance, fluorescent tubes and CFL bulbs. They contain mercury. And because of that, they require special care and should not go into your blue or yellow recycle bins. Take these ones, actually, to one of seven Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County home chemical and recycling centers. Incandescent halogen and LED bulbs can go in the trash. Put waste in the proper place. Don't try to recycle those light bulbs in the yellow or blue bins. Learn more at SWA.org slash See, uh, real quick, by the way, and it's funny that you're you use that as your Twitter trash because yeah. Tyreek Hill, who was Shady McCoy's teammate in yeah. Kansas City, who has been in those rooms like Shady was with Eric B. Enemy, he uh, he just tweeted, "Shady mad B. Enemy told him to tuck that ball <laughs> with a crying face emoji." <laughs> It, it's it's. I mean, it, it, Tyreek Hill is is literally saying, "Yeah, this dude's just petty. He's he's petty, and he has a vendetta against Eric Bieniemy." And he had a fumbling problem when he played for Eric Bieniemy. So then I open up the floor for the conversation around it because it just it's da- the reason why I say it's dangerous is because people are taking Shady McCoy as a voice of reason and as a voice of somebody that has the experience in the locker room, and I think it's just. It's it's misguiding because of the history of the, with the Chiefs, and also he hasn't been in that locker room for a while. Now, for you, Ken, you've you've obviously been around football programs and whatnot. Players and coaches sometimes dislike each other mm-hmm. a bit. Is it a little weird for him to be saying these things? It seems petty based off of his experience in Kansas City. I I do appreciate the fact because you're right. We are searching for an answer. Yeah. How has Eric Bieniemy not gotten a head coaching job? But the issue is, any time a, a reason is presented, it gets ramrodded by detractors who just want to go back to, well, it's racist. Yeah. Well, it's racism. And trust me, I am, as, I am absolutely as sensitive as, as anybody to, yeah, there are sketchy, and no pun intended, shady hiring techniques <laughs> in the NFL that completely turn their back to very qualified, if not overqualified, if not best candidate, black candidates. That said, I don't think that there is uh, this this push in the NFL to to blackball, for lack of a better word, Eric Bieniemy from a coaching job. I think that it's been this many years, it's been this many inter- interviews, there has got to be a common cause other than, ah, just not trusting a black man with that coaching position. Yeah. I, I, at this point, there's got to be a common bond, something that uh, these teams are going back to where they're uncomfortable, whether it's Eric Bieniemy's um, past, he has been um, uh, a rye of the law. Uh, on several occasions. I understand. Too, yeah. It was a long but, time. I understand. But, that, uh, but I'm just giving it. Here's the thing. What you just did and what I'm doing and what Shady McCoy did and what everybody's doing is trying to find the reason. Sure. It's it's 
it leaves us all incredulous. So it's lazy to just say it's because he's but, black because there's other black head right, coaches. Right, right. And, and what you're saying is unfair. Yeah. What I'm bringing up, uh, the, the the legal situation, because you're right, that was two over two, two decades de- ago. People so have worse stuff that happened yesterday. It is unfair. Now, that said, what makes it more complicated is Shady saying, oh, I was in the room and he isn't coaching anybody. He isn't doing anything. I, I could say the same thing. There are probably players in San Francisco said the same thing about Mike McDaniel, who did get a head coaching job with the Dolphins. Yeah. Now, technically, that was, was a, that was a black hire. Um, <laughs> that was, so, that was uh, it's black man. So, yeah. uh, that's good. That's but, a good point. So, what is it about Eric Bieniemy? Even specifically under Andy Reid, that's the only thing that it, it's we it, we have these concrete evidence in front of us. We have Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy, both who became successful head coaches at least for a period of time before they were both fired. Um, Doug Peterson, who won a Super Bowl after leaving Andy Reid, who didn't call plays, didn't have as much to do with the offense. Matt Nagy, same thing, who's also back with the Chiefs. Calling plays is not an argument against hiring someone as a head coach. I yeah. want to make that abundantly clear. And not calling plays does not make them unqualified to be a head coach. There are plenty of head coaches, offensive-minded head coaches in the NFL, who didn't call plays at the previous spot. Yeah, ask Bill Belichick how many plays he's calling. Right. But the thing is, so again, we're all looking for the answers. We're all looking for the answers. I'm just saying... It's lazy to go on one end and say it's just because he's black, because I'm sure there's other reasons. And it's lazy on the other end to say, oh, it's because he has a great quarterback and a great coach. You can't hold that against him. It's also false because Mm -hmm. we've seen it happen before the other way. So I just, I don't know the answer. It's tough. And Shady McCoy is just being disruptive. The messenger makes this difficult for me to actually consume and say, ah, great point. Makes it so difficult. And then Tyreek Hill kind of going after him, too, makes it extra difficult. Yeah, that really solidified <laughs> it, it for me. But as we go more and more to the realm of athletes and former athletes hosting their own podcasts and now being in the field of journalism and stuff, like, we can't just go off discrediting them based off of what they've done in the past. Like, Shady does know yeah, what sure. the enemy does in meetings more than anybody else. That's why he's sitting in that chair. That's why he's on that podcast. And that's why he's saying the things that he's saying. So... It's hard for me as a ball player because, yeah, I, I can think of plenty of coaches who sat in the room and really don't do anything. And it's tough because but, we're looking for answers, and there's somewhat of an answer, yeah. and I have to agree with them because you're not just making that up. But I have a question. To, with, oh, oh, go ahead. Go, no, no, go ahead. Specifically to that, Stone, your role somewhere in 2017 and your role somewhere in 2021 are two completely different roles. So even if that was his experience in 2017, that doesn't tell me why Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a job today because since then – he won a Super Bowl and then another Super Bowl, and he coached the offense to five AFC title appearances. So his role in 2017, 2018 isn't what he's doing now. So also, it's still not useful information. So I think Shady, if he was in front of you, would check you really hard for saying that because acting as if Shady's out of the league just by Wait. being 2017. Hold on, Andy because you don't think you don't think Shady's Rolodex is humongous. You don't think that he yes. can shoot a text to a guy like Isaiah Pacheco, a guy like Miko Harbin. Like, he still has relationships with these guys in the league. Who knows? So, to say that, oh, it was 2017, he's just sitting on the couch eating cheese puffs, that's disrespectful. You're okay. almost pulling rank. Stone, no. Hold on a second. Let's just specifically dissect what he said. He said Eric Bieniemy has nothing to do with the passing game. Mm-hmm. I just told you that he diagrammed the play that scored two open touchdowns on passing plays in the Super Bowl to give them a Lombardi trophy. Is Shady McCoy right, or were we lied to? So you're going to go off of two plays? So coaches are analysts, right? You're going to sit in your office, you're going to break down film, and if you see wrinkles that you can implement, that is then you're presenting that to your head coach. If it gets put in the playbook on on his play sheet, you're doing your job. But as far as putting together a pass game coordination for a week, a game plan, whatever it is, a big Super Bowl, 
That's not his job. Like Shady's telling us straight up, but he Andy doesn't Reed do that. Us, I would, Andy Reid has told us he actually does do some of those right, things. But so. I also would argue that Eric Bieniemy, it doesn't have to be his job as a head coach. That's why you get a trusted yeah. offense. Mike Who's calling plays in, in, in New York? Who's but, calling plays in New York for the Giants? For Brian Dayball, who he mentioned. Mike Kafka, who right. came from the Chiefs. And he's legitimately calling plays. Yes. Mike McDaniel, up until his final year in San Francisco, all that man was involved in was the running game and the receiving game. He had nothing to do with the passing game until, and he was limited the one season he served as offensive coordinator. What did he do? He came to South Florida. Yep. Tua led the sixth MVP best passing candidate. offense in the entire NFL. So all I'm saying is that this stuff doesn't matter, and that's why it feels like with Shady, this is more pettiness than anything because all the things he's listing out there, Eric Bieniemy doesn't need to be involved in to be a head coach. And the search for why he's not a head coach continues. continues. <laughs> he's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do From it the Anajar and Levine yeah, Studios yeah. in downtown West Palm yeah, Beach, yeah, yeah. you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Oh, it's getting hot. Hot, 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 hot. By the weekend, there might be temperatures near the 90s. Uh, you need your AC working, kiddos. EDS, EDS is yes. EDS air conditioning. Make sure your EDS is right. This is a great time to figure out, do you need it repair or do you need it replaced? Repair or replace? The two R's, repair or replace? Well... Now's the time to figure it out. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. That's EDS. EDSairconditioning.com. Make sure that AC is running right. And if it's not, you get it figured out with EDS now. Repair or replace? The two R's. Those are the questions you're asking yourselves right now. EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. Ken, where do I go for my AC needs? EDS, EDS is yes. It's easy to remember. It rhymes. EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. Happy day here on Ken Levick Alive. What is that? Well, it's where we compliment things in sports. There's been too much negativity. Stephen A. Smith, he's, I don't know what's going on at home. He's, he's, he's in a bad mood. He's been ripping everybody. We've been complimenting everybody. Uh, let's continue happy day with Sean in Palm Beach Gardens. What's up, Sean? How you doing, man? Thanks for taking the call. You guys are great. Appreciate you, buddy. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll say this: you, you, you started out, you started out very good. Now I can't, in good conscience, say that you, you lasted the whole entire show of, of full positivity <laughs> uh-huh. and compliments. But, but nor, nor should we ex- really expect that. I, I'm just, I'm just saying. But, but Ken, my friend, you did a good job. So, so Thank in you. the effort and the, in the sense of compliment day, I gotta throw one back to you. And this is well deserved, and this is not something that only happened today. This is you, you do this every day, and I got to give it back to you, man. It's it's the it's the segue of Ken Lavica that is just one of the most. It's it's, it's so subtle sometimes that sometimes you might not notice that, mm. that you, you were struck by it. But in the sense of compliment day, I got to give one back to Ken. But I don't want to get him too big of a head. But but <laughs> the the compliment for Duffy is when you were talking to Palantir. <laughs> unbelievable! <laughs> unbelievable! <laughs> I will say, Sean, as I was unleashing that thing, I knew it was a banger. I knew that thing was going to be an absolute banger. Appreciate you, you, Sean. Thank you so much. That was great. Uh, And so so I want to thank you, Theo. And I want to thank you, Stone. And you know what? I want to thank myself. I think it was pretty good. (laughs) Thanks to everybody for listening. Happy, happy day. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live 
on ESPN 106.3. It has felt good to just sort of be positive, but I can feel it starting to fade. (laughs) I'm not going to make it to day two tomorrow, but at least, folks, we all had today. We all had this 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 positive moment today. Mark it down. What's today? February twenty first, right? Yep, that's right. Yeah. And I'm not Mark gonna. I'm not. I was not gonna let Theo tear down Mac McClung because again, <laughs> it looked like a five forty in real time. We can we can pour through every single piece of replay, any play ever, and our eyes start to see what we want them to see. I think what happened is that Theo went in, and his eyes because he was being a hater to Mac McClung. Just started to see, oh, 360, 360, 360. <laughs> and that's why he's not giving credit for the entire sequence. Because I think a dunk, a dunk, a dunk's not good if you land flat on your back after the fact. I think the landing is important. Stone, I'm glad you brought that up. Mac McClung, I'm giving him the 540. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Also, you got to torque your body on takeoff and get yourself in a position to dunk before you even launch. That matters in this entire equation. Mac McClung, Rightful 540 credit, rightful slam dunk competition win. Yeah, Theo, you have to watch more Tony Hawk highlights. <laughs> it's a yeah, different man. sport. No, it's not. You need to watch more Vince Carter highlights. How about that? <laughs> Show you a real 360, a real 540. <laughs> Both can be found on YouTube. 720. Um, we're going uh, to bring in uh, some, some intelligence. Now, what we've been is positive. What we've not been probably particularly smart here through the uh, first hour and change here on Ken Levick Alive. That changes now. He's the smartest person we know. Business, check. Family, check. Radio, broadcast, check. He's a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. We bring him in every week. Time now for Steve Politiner and Ask Steve's. Steve Pollard Senior is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by PNC Bank. See how they can make a difference for you at PNC.com. You've got mail. Tony messages. Stone's talking on the phone. Just in case anybody was wondering what came over the air right now, Stone was talking on the air. Or talking on the phone. Chatting it up. <laughs> he heard that dial tone. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. It's all good. I mean, it's absolutely okay. Yeah, I, was just, I, just, I, I was talking to the main character of our next segment. Coming. Okay. I just wanted people to know what yeah. they were hearing. <laughs> uh, Tony tweets Perfect. in. Now, again, I think a lot of us need to workshop some analogies here. Tony tweets in, if the NBA dunk contest were a <laughs> farting contest, Mac McClung's fart was the loudest, strongest, and stankest. Okay, Steve Politziner, Ask Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. Steve, I'm turning over a new leaf today. I was up in the Midwest for a couple of days, and I, I, I've, I've let those people bring me back to my roots, and that is a, a polite person who sees the bright side of things. I've been bogged down too often by uh, some of the transplants here in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast who come, and I'll say it, from the Northeast, who don't want to acknowledge you when you walk by them, who won't thank you when you open a door for them. In the Midwest, I was back amongst my people. Uh, tip of the cap. Uh, hey, good to see you. It was nice. It was congenial, and I brought that back here on this Tuesday here on ESPN 106.3, and we're giving sports compliments today. And so let's start off on a very positive note, Steve. Who or what in sports would you like to compliment? Of course. Hey, guys, you know I first have to 
and just assassinate what you just said to start out. As a Northeasterner, I've known you for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Are you saying when you moved from the Midwest, mm-hmm. you were nice and and congenial, to use your word, yep. um, and that you your negativity, like you've been tarnished by the Northeasterners that live in South Florida? Are you here to, like, to, to legitimately say that that, that that's, you, you changed, that you were the wonderful Midwestern values guy, and that you have been sullied yes. By, uh, yes. by the influences? That, that word, the and, word you just used, sullied, was exactly what I was going to say. I've been sullied by Northeast influences for too long, and it took two days of being back amongst my people, the ones I was born and raised with, and those who are Midwesterners who moved down here, if you know, you know. I have come back and I feel refreshed, and I'm not going to let anybody drag me down any longer, Steve. Okay, you keep going with that because <laughs> I think, uh, if anything, you're more the northeasterner uh, <laughs> mentality, uh, like it or not. I, I've taken like it on, or not. Yeah, that's you the, know? that might be true. And, and, and this is all stereotypes, right? Because there's some people from the Midwest, oh, for uh, sure. Uh, you might know for one sure. um, who <laughs> aren't <laughs> friendly. But uh-huh. anyway, I'm glad you turned on the relief. I did notice it when. Stone had that little technical thing. I think that was a great moment there where the bitter Ken would have just pounced on him <laughs> and the new yeah. Ken like, what the hell are you doing? So right, that exactly. was good. Thank you. I'm glad you noticed that. I did. I did. Um, I'm going to go with something that is so, like, feels like I'm, it's on no one's radar, maybe because it's down here. College basketball. Like, we're, we're, we're March Madness around the corner. What a year of upheaval at the top. You've had so. Has there ever been a time we've had so many teams at number one? I think the conference tournaments are going to be fascinating because you have you have teams that like might have been ranked that might not you know might are not going to get it anywhere deep in their own conference tournament yeah. because of what turnover there's been. I don't think it's the best thing for the sport year round because you don't get to learn the names and the faces, and since so many players in college are gone within a year or two anyway. But for the March Madness factor, I think it's setting up for what could be an awesome March Madness with upsets and Cinderella. And just to add to that, Florida Atlantic has spent as many weeks in the top 25 as North Carolina Mm. this season. Like That is awesome. That is absolutely awesome. Uh, So so we're... What did you think of? I I complimented the XFL and the the rules. I love I love the tiered extra point system. I love going for three. I love the kickoffs where you 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 put the protection team and the coverage team uh, ten yards in front of the kick returner, and as soon as he catches it, then you start going. I think bringing back the kickoffs is awesome. I also love the fourth and fifteen onside kick in the XFL. I would if I had Roger Goodell in front of me right now. I would say Raj. My brother, take them all. Take them all, incorporate them, let's go. I love it. I was very complimentary of it. And I don't know if you remember last week, Steve, I said that the XFL, be careful. It's sort of like the fentanyl of sports. You don't want to get too caught up in it. It's dangerous. I think from a gambling perspective, uh, you might want to stay away from that. But I was into it in week one. I'm sold on it, Steve. I'm an XFL fan, I think. No, wait, you're an XFL fan or you're a fan of the XFL's rules of the NFL? Hmm. Because I'm a fan of the XF rules in the NFL, but I didn't watch one second. I would have watched the all the the rising no the um the celebrity NBA game of whose names I know nobody anymore. <laughs> uh, I watched that well, I believe on loop on NBA channel 
I watched that on loop on the NBA channel over watching one snap of the XFL. Now, take what's best of the XFL. Let me know. Let me know what it's in the NFL, and I'll start watching it, and I'll see those new rules. Sounds great. What I'll tell you, that that comeback the Seattle Battlehawks had on San Antonio on Sunday, A.J. McCarron, big-time comeback, down 15 with two minutes left. That was electric, Steve. Absolutely electrifying. Now, you mentioned the Celebrity Game. I would argue that was the best part of All-Star Weekend. The Miz... Just a half second late on a half-court shot. Wrestling star, reality television star, The Miz nearly winning the game on a half-court shot. How do you not love that, Steve? That's NBA uh, basketball at its best. I love the whole NBA All-Star. We can actually think all of it is better than the game itself. The draft was awesome. The draft was awesome. Um, The game itself is not. It's such a poor game to watch. I think we all should have done what Giannis did. Was play the first, watch the first five seconds, and then leave um, <laughs> because for, of the game. The rest of it, though, I still love it. I know there's so much. Um, there's always so much scrutiny on the slam dunk contest. Like, what is there left to do? You know, Sims like it hangs in the rim and then takes a fifty uh, uh, raining out of his pocket, and it was a like dead silence there. At least he tried. Like, what is there left to do? It, with, with that, and I've always loved the shooting in a three-point. I enjoy the skills. I like the rising stars. And I even like the celebrities, even though I'm clearly out of the demo of knowing who most of the celebrities are. All right, let's 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 go through. Uh, do you ever give the NHL All-Star Game a pop, by the way? Just curious. I, I'll take that uh, as a rarely. wow. Rarely? Okay. Rarely. So, I was trying to think, yeah, do I watch much NHL? And I think you know, it defaults to what you like, like, you love football, Ken. I love basketball. It doesn't mean I don't like football and you don't like basketball. But like you're all over the NFL or XFL. I'm all over the NBA. So let's let's do this. Let's take football. Let's take NFL. Let's take NBA. Let's take Major League Baseball. We all get to pick one aspect of their all-star weekend or their three days of all-star activities. You keep one, everything else gets trashed, okay? So, for me, the NBA, give me the celebrity game. I'll take the celebrity game over anything. Forget the slam dunk contest. This was an outlier. It's going to continue to be blah after that. Uh, I like the celebrity game over the three-point contest. I'll take that. Major League Baseball, fine. Let's keep up the home run derby. I'm good with that. Let's keep that. And then in the NFL... Uh, I wasn't so into the flag football game. I didn't really love the skills competition. Uh, give me long snappers snapping at screens. That at least was entertaining. That was good. Fine. Perfect. Playing tic-tac-toe. All right, and go NHL, too. Go, any, go NHL. Also. I actually like the NHL All-Star game. I like the actual game format. Playing three-on-three different teams, that rules. That's good. That's the best All-Star game of any of these things that are played, and the guys actually try. In a rare moment, we're going to agree on a lot of things here. First off, the NHL, even though I don't, you know, not, not the biggest NHL guy, they were the first all-star game to actually mix it up with, it doesn't have to be the East versus West. Remember, they did the Internationals yeah. versus the North Americans. Which the NBA they, should they, go to. They were, well, the NBA's had d- different iterations with the draft, but the NHL, I think, were the first to actually say, we're not just going to go the traditional East versus West. They were the first ones to do it probably a decade ago. They were way ahead. So I'll go that for the NHL. I totally agree with you. In the NFL, the number one thing I was thinking was the long snappers into the screen, into the corners, like Hollywood squares. I wanted heads to pop up (laughs) and then to throw them off their heads. 
for different points. I loved the long snapper thing, and I thought it was like a position that it was nice for them to get a little bit of notoriety because guys can have a 10, 15-year career just as a long snapper. So I thought that was great. Um, I thought that was great. Uh, for me, the NBA, it's still more all-star Saturday night. I like the dunk and the three-point shootout. I like those. But above those now, uh, the draft. The dra- when you, weren't you watching the draft and going, does Giannis understand basketball? He has 10 guards. And no size. <laughs> All he can draft me. I'm like, does he? Is this? Has he ever put a team together before? <laughs> I love He's 22 it. guards. I love that the big man I, I took all the guards. I was screaming at the. I was screaming there, like, why is he going guard there? And then on the yeah, and then on the flip side, LeBron was going bigs, and who knows what was worked out, you know, in advance. Um, we know Giannis didn't actually even understand who he could draft. He mm. drafted players that were starters <laughs> or reserves. Um, you know that that was fun. Uh, yeah, baseball home run. Um, I actually think the thing I always love about baseball, actually, just the introductions at the at the All Star game, when it's always like, who's the random Pittsburgh Pirate? <laughs> and then there's the race to baseball reference to look up. Oh my God, there's the one Pirate. Oh, it's the closer, and he has a four seventy eight ERA. Okay, there's your annual Pirate this year. So oh, I actually like that part <laughs> I about that. Uh, baseball. That's but, you know what? Yeah, I do run, love and, that and the, the the annual Pirate. The annual pirate, you're right, is the most underrated part of any All-Star game that's played because no one knows who it's going to be, and you haven't paid attention to it until they introduce the players. That is actually perfect. That is wonderful. Steve Politziner, Ask Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. Ken Levick Alive. Let's go to a question from a fan of Ken Levick Alive, and this is Bobby in Fort Pierce. Bobby asks, Steve, I have a five-year-old. He hasn't yet learned how to tie his shoes, and so his teacher's won't let us send him to school in shoes with laces. Do you have any tips as a father about how to teach tying shoes? I'll tell you, shoe tying is very tough. I still struggle with it with mine. And, and <laughs> oh, largely, you said you struggle with most it. of us in okay. America. Yeah. No, no, mostly it's because most of us are always behind on time. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, you're leaving the bus. We got to right, go. Right. Oh, your shoes are just do all it. sports. Yeah. The cleats, it's just like, fine, I'll just do it because I don't have time. You do it. Here, what you need to do it is you need to do it not at times where shoes need to be tied. It needs to be a pre-reward activity. Hey, ready for dessert? Great. Let's practice tying your shoes for five minutes. That's where it needs to be brought in. It needs to be brought in at (laughs) times that aren't pressure. Because, you know, it's tough to perform under pressure, the pressure tie. When you haven't even done the regular yeah. tie, they're still giving the dexterity yeah. with the fingers, the motor skills, the fine motor skills, which is, I believe is where that would, you know, that would fall under. What you need to do is work it in. And by the way, I was not great at this. So learn from this is one of those where I'm not giving advice that I, uh, that I be a sage. It's advice that I wish was given to me. Work it in on downtime. Maybe while you're watching a little TV or while you're hanging out. Hey, let's, let's, let's practice tying our shoes you know, now, and, you know, add a reward to it, five extra minutes or something, dessert, whatever, whatever it is that uh, the kid wants to go. And five, um, five, if you're getting them tied at five, good for you. I, I, <laughs> I tend to think like six and a half might be the um, make or break on the shoe tie. Um, oh, here's the other thing. Make them learn how to untie their shoes. Usually not as much pressure on the getting somewhere on sure. the untie, it's the untie. Don't just slip them off because that's where you can get a lot of the the, um, the reps with the fingers on the dexterity. Uh, Learn how to untie those uh, knots, particularly if mom and dad had to do the knots 
in the first place because the kid couldn't tie the shoes. That's that excellent. one. Um, that really? one I'm big on. That that's, one I'm real big on. Take them is, off. That's really good. That is brilliant stuff right there. And you mentioned tying the shoes before dessert. Perhaps you can do that while you're waiting for the brownie sundae to be served to you when you've taken the family out to eat at Duffy's Sports Grill. Mm. Oh, what a professional segue. Um, well done. Uh, Duffy's, of course, proud uh, sponsor of my appearances on Ken Levick Alive, calling all sports fans. Grab your MVP card and head to Duffy's where you can catch all of the action. You don't have an MVP card? Sign up for free and start earning rewards today. Duffy's one of the best sports girls year after year. Their award-winning burgers and wings. Don't forget Duffy's famous two-for-one drinks all day and every day. 80-plus TVs in every Duffy's location. It's an ATV guarantee. So anywhere you go, you can watch whatever you want to see because the Duffy's, our game is always on. The smartest man on airwaves in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast, and he joins us every week here on Ken LaVica Live for Ask Steve's Steve Politiner, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. Steve, thank you, sir. Talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right, when we come back, Twitter trash, Twitter treasure, mm. Theo takes the reins when we return. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. So, Kevin Love... Put a photo of himself at the Heat practice facility on Instagram. And Stone, I bet you can you can discern what happened to me next after I saw that. Sounded Some, something uh something down there in your nether regions. Yeah, yeah, a little tingly. Those tingles, those tingles in my nether regions. God, it feels it it it, it feels good. It's awesome to see him. I don't know what he, I don't know what he's gonna bring. I don't know what he's gonna. I don't I don't know. I don't know, but I do know I like seeing him in a heat uniform. I do. I do. It makes me it makes me hot. Uh, Bam, Bam Adebayo in his uh, in his comments to that post on Instagram. He uh, he 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 ats Kevin Love and he goes, "Make some bleeping shots." <laughs> so they're already indoctrinated him hardcore into to heat culture. Love it. Love he, it. He better make some shots. He, he, I mean, for real. Actually, Bam's not wrong. He better make some shots. <laughs> yeah, what else? Because yeah. when you put him out there, you, you better hit them shots. He better, he better make some bleeping shots. Yeah. Actually, Bam is, is very right about that. Hey, if you snore, if you have nose issues, ear issues, throat issues, you better see Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Goldhabersinus.com. Dr. Neil Goldhaber. And I was talking about this with my dad, um, who has been a, a, a snore, a loud snore, and he has been through the ringer trying to find solutions, trying to alleviate it, um, not only because of, of us as a family, like it was it was a prominent thing, uh, yeah, dad snoring, and it's super loud, but it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy for the person that snores. There's structural issues a lot of the time that are causing this to happen, and so... Uh, I, I was talking with my dad over the weekend up in Chicago, and he's like, hey, I, I hear you talking about uh, Neil Goldhaber, uh, and that that would be such a, a benefit up here. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, based out of Boynton Beach, he has spent decades treating snoring problems, ear issues, nose issues, throat issues. He is an expert. He is a, a lot of people call themselves an expert in different fields. He is an expert, capital E. There is no disputing it because for decades he has given 
his patients relief. He has gotten them results. He has changed lives. You hear ENT and you think, ENT, maybe if I have a cold going. No, 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 no. ENTs are so important because think about how miserable life can be when you have constant nose problems, throat problems, ear problems, the pain, the congestion, the issues. You don't want to live like that. You don't want to, if you can have a solution to your snoring, have the health issues that come with being a heavy snore. It is not healthy, folks. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. Get your consultation. You have nothing to lose. Go see him. Let him check you out. See if he can do something for you. Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Get the consultation. Goldhabersinus.com. Goldhabersinus.com. That's goldhabersinus.com. Write it down. Commit it to memory. Goldhabersinus.com. This applies to a lot of people. I know it. Neil Goldhaber. Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Goldhabersinus.com. Com. Theo Dorsey of WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He's a saint. Want to know why? Because we told him, Theo, we're going to have to have you living on the Bird app. Twitter, it's a cesspool of misinformation, of absolute abject garbage. It's going to bring your mood down at almost every turn, but we need you to peruse it because we need to find the nitty-gritty, the details that make sports talk radio and this show great. And Theo said, damn it, Ken, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to take this on willingly. He finds the best of Twitter and the worst of Twitter. It is time now for Theo Dorsey's Twitter Trash, Twitter Treasure. The Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County is here to help you recycle right. Get recycling tips and so much more at swa.org slash recycle right. You know the old saying, one man's trash is another man's treasure. I love starting off on the bright note, and what better day than February 21st annual... Uh, let's say Optimism Day, Happy Day on Ken Levick Alive. <laughs> happy Day. It like, it's good. Happy Day. We'll find a good word for it. But what better way to start with the Twitter treasure than with this tweet from Sarah Sittner of CNN. She's a correspondent on CNN. Sarah Sittner CNN is her Twitter handle. The tweet reads, my husband got me tickets to see Beyonce. There are not enough words to truly thank him. What do I get a man who asks for nothing and only wants me to thrive? Fellas, help a sister out. Now, this isn't just me congratulating a man who made his wife happy, right? Because it seems like that's just what the tweet is about. Mm. She's shouting out her husband for getting her Beyonce tickets. I like that. And this is how you know they have a good, healthy relationship. I hope so. I hope this doesn't age poorly. I like that just seconds after thanking her husband for those tickets, she's looking at how she can pay it forward and show him the same kind of love that he showed her. I love a nice, and this is what people need to start doing. When you do nice things for people, I'm sure her husband didn't want anything back for it, like she said, but he did a nice I mean, you gesture. You don't know that. Well, <laughs> come on. This, <laughs> kid, All right, fine. You're right. You're this right, is right. happy day. You're right. You're right. What are you this doing? Sorry, sorry. <clears throat> Forget that ever happened. Kid, happy day. Happy day. Happy day. Happy day. And I just know in the depth of his heart, when he got her those Beyonce tickets and expected nothing back, when he saw this tweet, it, it just it just filled him up with joy. So shout out to Sarah Sidner of CNN, correspondent. I'm sure she's listening. You're doing great out there. And her husband, you're a great man. Good job buying those tickets. Beehive. Yeah, Beehive. Not Bayhive. Yeah. Not Bayheim. <laughs> beehive. 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 That's good. It, it is a feel-good tweet. Feel-good tweet. It's Twitter great. treasure. Let's move on to the trash, because that's what we all come here for, right? <laughs> uh, and this one comes from a person who was formerly a member of Chiefs Kingdom, LaShawn Shady, and he's being very shady here, McCoy, on Speak 
on FS1 talking about why Eric Bieniemy is not a head coach in the NFL. I hope he doesn't, but I think he will. What's his value? What makes him a good offensive coordinator? See, the problem is a lot of these people that go on social media, oh, he should be the guy for the job. They haven't played there. They're not in the locker room. I've been in the rooms where he's coaching, and he has nothing to do with the pass game at all, right? When the plays are, are designed, that's Andy Reid. When you talk about offensive coordinators, I can tell you what makes Brian Dayball with the Giants a very, very good coordinator. I can tell you with Andy Reid or Doug Peterson. But when I ask about um, Eric Bieniemy, what makes him good? When we watch the film of practices and we correct the, the, the wide receivers, the running backs, the, the quarterbacks, he doesn't talk in there. Andy Reid talks in there. He may say things to the running back because he's an ex-running back coach. I get that. But he has no real responsibility now you go from the Chiefs, where you can hide behind Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Then you, then you go to the, the Washington, where you got to call plays. You got to run the meetings. You got to run the installs. And last issue I have with him is, what makes Andy Reid so great, not the call, the, the play calls, which we see that, which, I mean, that's one of it. But the other thing is, like, adapting to the players. Smooth. We can end it right there. Shady McCoy in his tweet says, I wish him well, but Washington, don't let the Chiefs' success or coaching titles fool y'all. The traits or skills you need to be a good coordinator, I haven't seen or witnessed Damn. it. LaShawn McCoy Damn. trashing his old offensive coordinator. That is trashing. Yes. Oof. And in the midst of it, trying to uh, come up with the reason why Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a head coaching job in the, in the NFL. The problems I have with this before we discuss, number one, LaShawn McCoy has a history of talking poorly about Eric Bieniemy because he had a poor relationship with him because of the fact as a veteran with the Chiefs, Shady McCoy was benched. LaShawn McCoy also has not been in the Chiefs locker room for the past four years or so as Eric Bieniemy has been the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. And... <sighs> It's tough to take the word of a person who has a personal vendetta against a coach specifically that he was under, especially when people that are in that locker room currently or more recently in that locker room credit Eric Bieniemy for not just being involved in the past game, but even coming up with a play that got two wide open touchdowns in the past Super Bowl. We just watched against the Eagles, which without corn dog, as they call it, Kansas City Chiefs don't win that game. Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony. if you don't remember the two touchdowns. So the problem I have with this is specifically the timing of it and the spitefulness of it is not progressive to giving us a real reason why Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a head coaching job. If the messaging came from someone else, it would have a bit more meaning. It would, it would have more meaning, but also we're all looking for the same answer, right? Like even if you don't want to say it's a, it's a racism thing or it's a competency thing, we all want to know why is a guy who was Andy Reid's offensive coordinator for five years. For this entire, this entire successful run. Yes. For a great run, two Super Bowls, which is more than what Doug Peterson or Matt Nagy did under Andy Reid. Why is that guy the guy that doesn't get the head coaching job? Some could say it's because he's black. I don't know. Even though the NFL has a poor history with diversity hires and many other things as regards to race. Some can say it's competency. I also don't know those two things. But for him to try to make a steadfast statement there on something that he also is not familiar enough with, and then for others to take it as a voice of reason because they said he played for him, it's dangerous to the conversation because it's not helpful at all. But also, I think it's downright trash. And it's Twitter trash presented by the Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County. So 
before we get into the debate, can I at least give a shout out to the Solid Waste Authority yeah, of Palm Beach County because they they're doing such a great job around here in Palm Beach County. And there's County. no debating how how important they are. Come on, and, and and they're the ones making the earth a better place for you and I. And I know that you want to get into the recycling mood in 2023. Today, many things are recyclable, but not everything. Take light bulbs, for instance, fluorescent tubes and CFL bulbs. They contain mercury, and because of that, they require special care and should not go into your blue or yellow recycle bins. Take these ones, actually, to one of seven Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County home chemical and recycling centers. Incandescent, halogen, and LED bulbs can go in the trash. Put waste in the proper place. Don't try to recycle those light bulbs in the yellow or blue bins. Learn more at SWA.org slash C. Real quick, by the way, and it's funny that you're, you use that as your Twitter trash because yeah. Tyreek Hill, who was Shady McCoy's teammate in yeah. Kansas City, who has been in those rooms like Shady was with Eric B. Enemy, he, uh, he just tweeted, Shady mad B. Enemy told him to tuck that ball <laughs> with a crying face emoji. <laughs> It, it's it's. I mean, it, it, Tyreek Hill is is literally saying, "Yeah, this dude's just petty. He's he's petty, and he has a vendetta against Eric Bieniemy." And he had a fumbling problem when he played for Eric Bieniemy. So then I open up the floor for the conversation around it because it just it's da- the reason why I say it's dangerous is because people are taking Shady McCoy as a voice of reason and as a voice of somebody that has the experience in the locker room, and I think it's just. It's it's misguiding because of the history of the, with the Chiefs, and also he hasn't been in that locker room for a while. Now, for you, Ken, you've you've obviously been around football programs and whatnot. Players and coaches sometimes dislike each other mm-hmm. a bit. Is it a little weird for him to be saying these things? It seems petty based off of his experience in Kansas City. I I do appreciate the fact because you're right. We are searching for an answer. Yeah. How has Eric Bieniemy not gotten a head coaching job? But the issue is, any time a, a reason is presented, it gets ramrodded by detractors who just want to go back to, well, it's racist. Yeah. Well, it's racism. And trust me, I am, as, I am absolutely as sensitive as, as anybody to, yeah, there are sketchy, and no pun intended, shady hiring techniques <laughs> in the NFL that completely turn their back to very qualified, if not overqualified, if not best candidate, black candidates. That said, I don't think that there is uh, this this push in the NFL to to blackball, for lack of a better word, Eric Bieniemy from a coaching job. I think that it's been this many years, it's been this many inter- interviews, there has got to be a common cause other than, ah, just not trusting a black man with that coaching position. Yeah. I, I, at this point, there's got to be a common bond, something that uh, these teams are going back to where they're uncomfortable, whether it's Eric Bieniemy's um, past, he has been um, uh, a rye of the law. Uh, on several occasions. I understand. Too, yeah. It was a long but, time. I understand. But, uh, that, but I'm just giving it. Here's the thing. What you just did and what I'm doing and what Shady McCoy did and what everybody's doing is trying to find the reason. Sure. It's it's It leaves us all incredulous. So it's lazy to just say it's because he's but, black because there's other black head right, coaches. Right. And, and what you're saying is unfair. Yeah. What I'm bringing up, uh, the, the the legal situation, because you're right, that was two over two, two decades de- ago. People so have it, worse stuff that happened yesterday. It or. is unfair. Now, that said, what makes it more complicated is Shady saying, oh, I was in the room and he isn't coaching anybody, he isn't doing anything. I, I could say the same thing. There are probably players in San Francisco said the same thing about Mike McDaniel, who did get a head coaching job with the Dolphins. Yeah. 
Now, technically, that was, was a, that was a black hire. Um, <laughs> that, so, was, that was uh, black that, so yeah. uh, that's, good, that's but, a good point. So what is it about Eric Bieniemy? Even specifically under Andy Reid, that's the only thing that it, it's we it, we have these concrete evidence in front of us. We have Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy, both who became successful head coaches at least for a period of time before they were both fired. Um, Doug Peterson, who won a Super Bowl after leaving Andy Reid, who didn't call plays, didn't have as much to do with the offense. Matt Nagy, same thing, who's also back with the Chiefs. Calling plays is not an argument against hiring someone as a head coach. I yeah. want to make that abundantly clear. And not calling plays does not make them unqualified to be a head coach. There are plenty of head coaches, offensive-minded head coaches in the NFL, who didn't call plays at the previous spot. Yeah, ask Bill Belichick how many plays he's calling. Right. But the thing is, so again, we're all looking for the answers. We're all looking for the answers. I'm just saying... It's lazy to go on one end and say it's just because he's black, because I'm sure there's other reasons. And it's lazy on the other end to say, oh, it's because he has a great quarterback and a great coach. You can't hold that against him. It's also false because Mm -hmm. we've seen it happen before the other way. So I just, I don't know the answer. It's tough. And Shady McCoy is just being disruptive. The messenger makes this difficult for me to actually consume and say, ah, great point. Makes it so difficult. And then Tyreek Hill kind of going after him, too, makes it extra difficult. Yeah, that really solidified <laughs> it, it for me. But as we go more and more to the realm of athletes and former athletes hosting their own podcasts and now being in the field of journalism and stuff, like, we can't just go off discrediting them based off of what they've done in the past. Like, Shady does know yeah, what sure. the enemy does in meetings more than anybody else. That's why he's sitting in that chair. That's why he's on that podcast. And that's why he's saying the things that he's saying. So... It's hard for me as a ball player because, yeah, I, I can think of plenty of coaches who sat in the room and really don't do anything. And it's tough because but, we're looking for answers, and there's somewhat of an answer, yeah. and I have to agree with them because you're not just making that up. But I have a question, too, though. Oh, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Specifically to that, Stone, your role somewhere in 2017 and your role somewhere in 2021 are two completely different roles. So even if that was his experience in 2017, that doesn't tell me why Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a job today because since then – he won a Super Bowl and then another Super Bowl, and he coached the offense to five AFC title appearances. So his role in 2017, 2018 isn't what he's doing now. So also, it's still not useful information. So I think Shady, if he was in front of you, would check you really hard for saying that because acting as if Shady's out of the league just by Wait. being 2017. Hold on, Andy because you don't think you don't think Shady's Rolodex is humongous. You don't think that he yes. can shoot a text to a guy like Isaiah Pacheco, a guy like Miko Harbin. Like, he still has relationships with these guys in the league. Who knows? So, to say that, oh, it was 2017, he's just sitting on the couch eating cheese puffs, that's disrespectful. You're almost okay. pulling rank. Stone, no. Hold on a second. Let's just specifically dissect what he said. He said Eric Bieniemy has nothing to do with the passing game. Mm-hmm. I just told you that he diagrammed the play that scored two open touchdowns on passing plays in the Super Bowl to give them a Lombardi trophy. Is Shady McCoy right, or were we lied to? So you're going to go off of two plays? So coaches are analysts, right? You're going to sit in your office, you're going to break down film, and if you see wrinkles that you can implement, that is then you're presenting that to your head coach. If it gets put in the playbook on on his play sheet, you're doing your job. But as far as putting together a pass game coordination for a week, a game plan, whatever it is, a big Super Bowl – that's not his job. Like Shady's telling us straight up, but he Andy doesn't Reed do that. that. I would, Andy Reid has told us he actually does do some of those right, things. But so. I also would argue that Eric Bieniemy, it doesn't have to be his job as a head coach. That's why you get a trusted yeah. offense. Who's McDaniel. calling plays in, in, in New York? Who's but, calling plays in New York for the Giants? For Brian Dayball, who he mentioned. 
Mike Kafka, who right. came from the Chiefs. And he's legitimately calling plays. Yes. Mike McDaniel, up until his final year in San Francisco, all that man was involved in was the running game and the receiving game. He had nothing to do with the passing game until, and it was limited, the one season he served as offensive coordinator. What did he do? He came to South Florida. Yep. Tua led the sixth MVP. best passing yeah. offense in the entire NFL. So all I'm saying is that this stuff doesn't matter, and that's why it feels like with Shady, this is more pettiness than anything because all the things he's listing out there, Eric Bieniemy doesn't need to be involved in to be a head coach. And the search for why he's not a head coach continues. continues. <laughs> he's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do From the Anajar and Levine yeah, yeah. Studios in downtown West Palm yeah, Beach, yeah. you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Oh, it's getting hot. Hot, 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 hot. By the weekend, there might be temperatures near the 90s. Uh, you need your AC working, kiddos. EDS, EDS is yes. EDS air conditioning. Make sure your EDS is right. This is a great time to figure out, do you need it repair or do you need it replaced? Repair or replace? The two R's, repair or replace? Well... Now's the time to figure it out. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. That's EDS. EDSairconditioning.com. Make sure that AC is running right. And if it's not, you get it figured out with EDS now. Repair or replace? The two R's. Those are the questions you're asking yourselves right now. EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. Ken, where do I go for my AC needs? EDS, EDS is yes. It's easy to remember. It rhymes. EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. Happy day here on Ken Levick Alive. What is that? Well, it's where we compliment things in sports. There's been too much negativity. Stephen A. Smith, he's, I don't know what's going on at home. He's, he's, he's in a bad mood. He's been ripping everybody. We've been complimenting everybody. Uh, let's continue happy day with Sean in Palm Beach Gardens. What's up, Sean? How you doing, man? Thanks for taking the call. You guys are great. Appreciate <laughs> you, buddy. So I'll, I'll, I'll say this: you, you, you started out, you started out very good. Now I can't, in good conscience, say that you, you lasted the whole entire show of, of full positivity <laughs> uh-huh. and compliments. But, but nor, nor should we ex- really expect that. I, I'm just, I'm just saying. But, but Ken, my friend, you did a good job. So, so in the effort and the, in the sense of compliment day, I gotta throw one back to you. And this is well-deserved, and this is not something that only happened today. This is, you, you do this every day, and i got to give it back to you, man. It's, it's, the, it's the segue of Ken LaVica that is just one of the most it, – it, it's, it's so subtle sometimes that sometimes you might not notice that, mm. that you, you were struck by it. But in the sense of compliment day, i got to give one back to Ken. But I don't want to get him too big of a head. But, <laughs> but the, the compliment for Duffy is when you were talking to Palantir. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I will say, Sean, as I was unleashing that thing, I knew it was a banger. I knew that thing was going to be an absolute banger. Appreciate you, know, you, Sean. Thank you so much. That was great. Uh, and so so I want to thank you, Theo. And I, I want to thank you, Stone. And you know what? I want to thank myself. I think it was pretty good. <laughs> Thanks to everybody for listening. Happy, happy day. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye. Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. So Kevin Love put a photo of himself at the Heat Practice Facility on Instagram. And Stone, I bet you can, you can discern what happened to me next after I saw that. 
Sounded something uh something down there in your nether regions? Yeah, uh, a little tingly. Those tingles. Those tingles in my nether regions. God, it feels it it it, it feels good. It's awesome to see him. I don't know what he, I don't know what he's gonna bring. I don't know what he's gonna. Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know. But I do know I like seeing him in a heat uniform. I do. I do. It makes me. It makes me hot. Uh, Bam. Bam Adebayo in his uh, in his comments to that post on Instagram. He uh, he 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 ats Kevin Love and he goes make some bleeping shots. <laughs> so they're already indoctrinated him hardcore into to heat culture. Love it. Love he, it. He better make some shots. He, he, I mean, for real. Actually, Bam's he, not wrong. He better make some shots. Yeah. What else? Is, yeah. When you put him out there, you you better hit them shots. He better he That's better it. make some bleeping shots. Yeah. Actually, Bam is is very right about that. Hey, if you snore. If you have nose issues, ear issues, throat issues, you better see Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Goldhabersinus.com. Dr. Neil Goldhaber. And I was talking about this with my dad, um, who has been a, a, a snorer, a loud snorer, and he has been through the ringer trying to find solutions, trying to alleviate it, um, not only because of, of us as a family. Like it, was, it was a prominent thing. Uh, yeah, dad snoring, and it's super loud. But... It's unhealthy. It's unhealthy for the person that snores. There's structural issues a lot of the time that are causing this to happen. And so uh, I, I was talking with my dad over the weekend up in Chicago, and he's like, hey, I, I hear you talking about uh, Neil Goldhaber, uh, and that that would be such a, a benefit up here. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, based out of Boynton Beach, he has spent decades treating snoring problems, ear issues, nose issues, throat issues. He is an expert. He is a, a lot of people call themselves an expert in different fields. He is an expert, capital E. There is no disputing it because for decades, he has given his patients relief. He has gotten them results. He has changed lives. You hear ENT and you think, ENT, uh, maybe if I have a cold going. No, 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 no. ENTs are so important because think about how miserable Life can be when you have constant nose problems, throat problems, ear problems, the pain, the congestion, the issues. You don't want to live like that. You don't want to, if you can have a solution to your snoring, have the health issues that come with being a heavy snore. It is not healthy, folks. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. Get your consultation. You have nothing to lose. Go see him. Let him check you out. See if he can do something for you. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, get the consultation, goldhabersinus.com, goldhabersinus.com. That's goldhabersinus.com. Write it down, commit it to memory, goldhabersinus.com. This applies to a lot of people. I know it. Neil Goldhaber, Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. Theo Dorsey of WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He's a saint. Want to know why? Because we told him, Theo... We're going to have to have you living on the Bird app. Twitter, it's a cesspool of misinformation, of absolute abject garbage. It's going to bring your mood down at almost every turn, but we need you to peruse it because we need to find the nitty-gritty, the details that make sports talk radio and this show great. And Theo said, damn it, Ken, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to take this on willingly. He finds the best of Twitter and the worst of Twitter. It is time now for Theo Dorsey's Twitter Trash Twitter treasure. The Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County is here to help you recycle right. Get recycling tips and so much more at SWA.org slash recycle right. You know the old saying, one man's trash is another man's treasure. I love starting off on the bright note, and what better day than February 21st, annual 
uh, let's say Optimism Day, Happy Day on Ken Levick Alive. <laughs> happy Can we day. Make it I like it's good. Uh, happy day. We'll find a good word for it. But what better way to start with the Twitter treasure than with this tweet from Sarah Sittner of CNN? She's a correspondent on CNN. Sarah Sittner, CNN is her Twitter handle. The tweet reads, my husband got me tickets to see Beyonce. There are not enough words to truly thank him. What do I get a man who asks for nothing and only wants me to thrive? Fellas, help a sister out. Now, this isn't just me congratulating a man who made his wife happy, right? Because it seems like that's just what the tweet is about. Mm. She's shouting out her husband for getting her Beyonce tickets. I like that. And this is how you know they have a good, healthy relationship. I hope so. I hope this doesn't age poorly. I like that just seconds after thanking her husband for those tickets, she's looking at how she can pay it forward and show him the same kind of love that he showed her. I love a nice, and this is what people need to start doing. When you do nice things for people, I'm sure her husband didn't want anything back for it, like she said, but he did a nice I mean, you gesture. You don't know that. Well, <laughs> come on. This, Ken, <laughs> All right, fine. You're right. You're this right, is right. happy day. You're right. You're right. What are you this doing? Sorry, sorry. <clears throat> Forget that ever happened. Ken, happy day. Happy day. Happy day. Happy day. And I just know in the depth of his heart, when he got her those Beyonce tickets and expected nothing back, when he saw this tweet, it, it just it just filled him up with joy. So shout out to Sarah Sidner of CNN, correspondent. I'm sure she's listening. You're doing great out there. And her husband, you're a great man. Good job buying those tickets. Beehive. Yeah, Beehive. Not Bayhive. Yeah. Not Bayheim. <laughs> beehive. Beehive. Bee. Hi. That's good. It, it is a feel-good tweet. Feel-good tweet. It's Twitter great. treasure. Let's move on to the trash, because that's what we all come here for, right? <laughs> uh, and this one comes from a person who was formerly a member of Chiefs Kingdom, LaShawn Shady, and he's being very shady here, McCoy, on Speak on FS1, talking about why Eric Bieniemy is not a head coach in the NFL. I hope he doesn't, but I think he will. What's his value? What makes him a good offensive coordinator? See, the problem is a lot of these people that go on social media, oh, he should be the guy for the job. They haven't played there. They're not in the locker room. I've been in the rooms where he's coaching, and he has nothing to do with the pass game at all, right? When the plays are, are designed, that's Andy Reid. When you talk about officer coordinators, I can tell you what makes Brian Dayball with the Giants a very, very good coordinator. I can tell you with Andy Reid or Doug Peterson. But when I ask about um, Eric Bieniemy, what makes him good? We watch the film of practices and we correct the, the, the wide receivers, the running backs, the, the quarterbacks. He doesn't talk in there. Andy Reid talks in there. Mm. He may say things to the running back because he's an ex-running back coach. I get that. But he has no real responsibility. Now you go from the Chiefs, where you can hide behind Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Then you, then you go to the, the Washington, where you got to call plays. You got to run the meetings. You got to run the installs. And last issue I have with him is... What makes Andy Reid so great, not the call, the, the play calls, which we see that, which, I mean, that's one of it. But the other thing is, like, adapting to the players. Smooth. We can end it right there. Shady McCoy in his tweet says, I wish him well, but Washington, don't let the Chiefs' success or coaching titles fool y'all. The traits or skills you need to be a good coordinator, I haven't seen or witnessed Damn. it. LaShawn McCoy Damn. trashing his old offensive coordinator. That is trashing. Yes. And in the midst of it, trying to uh, come up with the reason why Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a head coaching job in the NFL. The problems I have with this before we discuss. Number one, LaShawn McCoy has a history of talking poorly about Eric Bieniemy because he had a poor relationship with him because of the fact as a veteran with the Chiefs, 
Shady McCoy was benched. LaShawn McCoy also has not been in the Chiefs locker room for the past four years or so as Eric Bieniemy has been the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. And it's tough to take the word of a person has a personal vendetta against a coach specifically that he was under, especially when people that are in that locker room currently or more recently in that locker room credit Eric Bieniemy for not just being involved in the past game, but even coming up with a play that got two wide open touchdowns in the past Super Bowl. We just watched against the Eagles, which without corn dog, as they call it, Kansas City Chiefs don't win that game. Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, if you don't remember the two touchdowns. So the problem I have with this is specifically the timing of it and the spitefulness of it is not progressive to giving us a real reason why Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a head coaching job. If the messaging came from someone else, it would have a bit more meaning. It would it would have more meaning, but also we're all looking for the same answer, right? Like even yeah. if you don't want to say it's a it's a racism thing or it's a competency thing, we all want to know why is a guy who was Andy Reid's offensive coordinator for five years for this entire this entire successful run. Yes, for a great run, two Super Bowls, which is more than what Doug Peterson or Matt Nagy did under Andy Reid. Why is that guy the guy that doesn't get the head coaching job? Some could say it's because he's black. I don't know. Even though the NFL has a poor history with diversity hires and many other things as regards to race, some can say it's competency. I also don't know those two things. But for him to try to make a steadfast statement there on something that he also is not familiar enough with. And then for others to take it as a voice of reason because they said he played for him, it's dangerous to the conversation because it's not helpful at all. But also, I think it's downright trash. And it's Twitter trash presented by the Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County. So before we get into the debate, can I at least give a shout out to the Solid Waste Authority yeah, of Palm Beach County? Because they, they're doing such a great job around here in Palm Beach and County. And there's no debating how how important they are. Come on. And, and, and they're the ones making the earth a better place for you and I. And I know that you want to get into the recycling mood in 2023. Today, many things are recyclable, but not everything. Take light bulbs, for instance, fluorescent tubes and CFL bulbs. They contain mercury. And because of that, they require special care and should not go into your blue or yellow recycle bins. Take these ones, actually, to one of seven Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County home chemical and recycling centers. Incandescent, halogen, and LED bulbs can go in the trash. Put waste in the proper place. Don't try to recycle those light bulbs in the yellow or blue bins. Learn more at swa.org hcrc. Real quick, by the way, and it's funny that... You're, you use that as your Twitter trash because yeah. Tyreek Hill, who was Shady McCoy's teammate in yeah. Kansas City, who has been in those rooms like Shady was with Eric Bieniemy, he uh, he just tweeted, Shady mad, Bieniemy told him to tuck that ball with a crying face emoji. <laughs> it, it's it's. I mean, it, it, Tyreek Hill is <laughs> is literally saying, yeah, this dude's just. Petty. He's he's petty and he has a vendetta against Eric Bieniemy. And he had a fumbling problem when he played for Eric Bieniemy. So then I open up the floor for the conversation around it because it just it's da- the reason why I say it's dangerous is because people are taking Shady McCoy as a voice of reason and as a voice of somebody that has the experience in the locker room. And I think it's just it's it's misguiding because of the history of the, with the Chiefs and also he hasn't been in that locker room for a while. Now for you, Ken, you've you've obviously been around football programs and whatnot. Players and coaches sometimes dislike each other mm-hmm. a bit. Is it a little weird for him to be 
saying these things. It seems petty based off of his experience in Kansas City. I I do appreciate the fact, because you're right, we are searching for an answer. Yeah. How has Eric Bieniemy not gotten a head coaching job? But the issue is, any time a, a reason is presented, it gets ramrodded by detractors who just want to go back to, well, it's racist. Yeah. Well, it's racism. And trust me, I am as... I am absolutely as sensitive as, as anybody to, yeah, there are sketchy, and no pun intended, shady hiring techniques <laughs> in the NFL that completely turn their back to very qualified, if not overqualified, if not best candidate black candidates. That said, I don't think that there is uh, this this push in the NFL to to blackball, for lack of a better word, Eric Bieniemy from a coaching job. I think that it's been this many years, it's been this many inter- interviews, there has got to be a common cause other than, ah, just not trusting a black man with that coaching position. Yeah. I, I, at this point, there's got to be a common bond, something that uh, these teams are going back to where they're uncomfortable, whether it's Eric Bieniemy's um, past, he has been um, uh, a rye of the law. Uh, on several occasions. I understand. It was a long time. I understand. But Uh, but I'm just giving... Here's the thing. What you just did and what I'm doing and what Shady McCoy did and what everybody's doing is trying to find the reason. It's, It's... It leaves us all incredulous. So it's lazy to just say it's because he's but, black, because there's other black head right, coaches. Right. And, and what you're saying is unfair. Yeah. What I'm bringing up, uh, the, the, the legal situation, because you're right, that was two, over two, two decades de- ago. People so have worse stuff that happened yesterday. It only. is unfair. Now, that said, what makes it more complicated is Shady saying, oh, I was in the room and he isn't coaching anybody, he isn't doing anything. I, I could say the same thing. There are probably players in San Francisco said the same thing about Mike McDaniel, who did get a head coaching job with the Dolphins. Yeah. Now, technically, that was, was a, that was a black hire. Um, <laughs> that was, so, that was uh, it's like that. So, yeah. uh, that's good. That's but, a good point. So, what is it about Eric Bieniemy? Even specifically under Andy Reid, that's the only thing that it, it's we we have these concrete evidence in front of us. We have Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy, both who became successful head coaches at least for a period of time before they were both fired. Um, Doug Peterson, who won a Super Bowl after leaving Andy Reid, who didn't call plays, didn't have as much to do with the offense. Matt Nagy, same thing, who's also back with the Chiefs. Calling plays is not an argument against hiring someone as a head coach. I yeah. want to make that abundantly clear. And not calling plays does not make them unqualified to be a head coach. There are plenty of head coaches, offensive-minded head coaches in the NFL, who didn't call plays at the previous spot. Yeah, ask Bill Belichick how many plays he's calling. Right. But the thing is, so again, we're all looking for the answers. We're all looking for the answers. I'm just saying... It's lazy to go on one end and say it's just because he's black, because I'm sure there's other reasons. And it's lazy on the other end to say, oh, it's because he has a great quarterback and a great coach. You can't hold that against him. It's also false because Mm -hmm. we've seen it happen before the other way. So I just, I don't know the answer. It's tough. And Shady McCoy is just being disruptive. The messenger makes this difficult for me to actually consume and say, ah, great point. Makes it so difficult. And then Tyreek Hill kind of going after him, too, makes it extra difficult. Yeah, that really solidified <laughs> it, it for me. But as we go more and more to the realm of athletes and former athletes hosting their own podcasts and now being in the field of journalism and stuff, like, we can't just go off discrediting them based off of what they've done in the past. Like, Shady does know yeah, what sure. the enemy does in meetings more than anybody else. That's why he's sitting in that chair. That's why he's on that podcast. And that's why he's saying the things that he's saying. So... It's hard for me as a ball player because, yeah, I, I can think of plenty of coaches who sat in the room and really don't do anything. And it's tough because but, we're looking for answers, and there's somewhat of an answer, yeah. and I have to agree with them because you're not just making that up. But I have a question, to, though. Wait, oh, oh, go ahead. Go, no, no, go ahead. Specifically to that, Stone, 
your role somewhere in 2017 and your role somewhere in 2021 are two completely different roles. So even if that was his experience in 2017, that doesn't tell me why Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a job today. Because since then, he won a Super Bowl and then another Super Bowl, and he coached the offense to five AFC title appearances. So his role in 2017, 2018 isn't what he's doing now. So also, it's still... Not useful information. So I think Shady, if he was in front of you, would check you really hard for saying that because acting as if Shady's out of the league just by Wait. being 2017. Hold on, Andy because Reed you don't think you don't think Shady's Rolodex is humongous. You don't think that he yes. can shoot a text to a guy like Isaiah Pacheco, a guy like Miko Harbin. Like he still has relationships with these guys in the league. Who knows? So to say that oh it was 2017, he's just sitting on the couch eating cheese puffs. That's disrespectful. You're almost okay. pulling rank. Stone, no, hold on a second. Let's just specifically dissect what he said. He said Eric Bieniemy has nothing to do with the passing game. Mm-hmm. I just told you that he diagrammed a play that scored two open touchdowns on passing plays in the Super Bowl to give them a Lombardi trophy. Is Shady McCoy right or were we lied to? So you're going to go off of two plays? So coaches are analysts, right? You're going to sit in your office, you're going to break down film, and if you see wrinkles that you can implement, that yeah. is then you're presenting that to your head coach. If it gets put in the playbook on his play sheet, you're doing your job. But as far as putting together a pass game coordination for a week, a game plan, whatever it is, a big Super Bowl, that's not his job. Like Shady's telling us straight up, but he Andy doesn't do that. I would, Andy Reid has told us he actually does do some of those right, things. But so. I also would argue that Eric Bieniemy, it doesn't have to be his job as a head coach. That's why you get a trusted yeah. offense. Mike Who's McDaniel. calling plays in, in, in New York? Who's but, calling plays in New York for the Giants? For Brian Dayball, who he mentioned. Mike Kafka, who right. came from the Chiefs. And he's legitimately calling plays. Yes. Mike McDaniel, up until his final year in San Francisco, all that man was involved in was the running game and the receiving game. He had nothing to do with the passing game until, and he was limited the one season he served as offensive coordinator. What did he do? He came to South Florida. Yep. Tua led the sixth MVP. best passing yeah. offense in the entire NFL. So all I'm saying is that this stuff doesn't matter, and that's why it feels like with Shady, this is more pettiness than anything because all the things he's listing out there, Eric Bieniemy doesn't need to be involved in to be a head coach. And the search for why he's not a head coach continues. continues. <laughs> he's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do From it the again? Anajar and Levine yeah, yeah. Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, yeah, yeah. you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Oh, it's getting hot. Hot, 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 hot. By the weekend, there might be temperatures near the 90s. Uh, you need your AC working, kiddos. EDS, EDS is yes. EDS air conditioning. Make sure your EDS is right. This is a great time to figure out, do you need it repair or do you need it replaced? Repair or replace? The two R's, repair or replace? Well, Now's the time to figure it out. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. That's EDS. EDSairconditioning.com. Make sure that AC is running right. And if it's not, you get it figured out with EDS now. Repair or replace? The two R's. Those are the questions you're asking yourselves right now. EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. Ken, where do I go for my AC needs? EDS, EDS is yes. It's easy to remember. It rhymes. EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. Happy day here on Ken Levick Alive. What is that? Well, it's where we compliment things in sports. There's been too much negativity. Stephen A. Smith, he's, I don't know what's going on at home. He's, he's, he's in a bad mood. He's been ripping everybody. We've been complimenting everybody. Uh, let's continue happy day with Sean in Palm Beach Gardens. What's up, Sean? How you doing, man? Thanks for taking the call. You guys are great. <laughs> Appreciate you, buddy. 
So I'll, I'll, I'll say this: you, you, you started out, you started out very good. Now I can't, in good conscience, say that you, you lasted the whole entire show of, of full positivity <laughs> and compliments. But, but no, nor should we ex- really expect that. I, I'm just, I'm just saying. But, but Ken Lefray, you did a good job. So, so in the effort and the sense, in the sense of compliment day, I gotta throw one back to you. And this is well-deserved, and this is not something that only happened today. This is, you, you do this every day, and i got to give it back to you, man. It, it's, the, it's the segue of Ken Levicka that is just one of the most it, – it, it, it's, it's so subtle sometimes that sometimes you might not notice that, mm. that you, you were struck by it. But in the sense of compliment day, i got to give one back to Ken. But I don't want to get him too big of a head. But, <laughs> but the, the compliment for Duffy is when you were talking to Palestina. <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> I will say, Sean, as I was unleashing that thing, I knew it was a banger. I knew that thing was going to be an absolute banger. Appreciate you, know, you, Sean. Thank you so much. That was great. Uh, and so so I want to thank you, Theo. And I, I want to thank you, Stone. And you know what? I want to thank myself. I think it was pretty good. <laughs> Thanks to everybody for listening. Happy, happy day. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do From the Anajar and Levine yeah, Studios yeah. in downtown West Palm yeah, Beach, yeah. you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Oh, it's getting hot. Hot, 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 hot. By the weekend, there might be temperatures near the 90s. Uh, you need your AC working, kiddos. EDS, EDS is yes. EDS air conditioning. Make sure your EDS is right. This is a great time to figure out, do you need it repair or do you need it replaced? Repair or replace? The two R's, repair or replace? Well... Now's the time to figure it out. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. That's EDS. EDSairconditioning.com. Make sure that AC is running right. And if it's not, you get it figured out with EDS now. Repair or replace? The two R's. Those are the questions you're asking yourselves right now. EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. Ken, where do I go for my AC needs? EDS, EDS is yes. It's easy to remember. It rhymes. EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. Happy day here on Ken LaVica Live. What is that? Well, it's where we compliment things in sports. There's been too much negativity. Stephen A. Smith, he's, I don't know what's going on at home. He's, he's, he's in a bad mood. He's been ripping everybody. We've been complimenting everybody. Uh, let's continue happy day with Sean in Palm Beach Gardens. What's up, Sean? How you doing, man? Thanks for taking the call. You guys are great. Appreciate <laughs> you, buddy. So I'll, I'll, I'll say this: you, you, you started out, you started out very good. Now I can't, in good conscience, say that you, you lasted the whole entire show of, of full positivity <laughs> uh-huh. and compliments. But, but no, nor should we ex- really expect that. I, I'm just, I'm just saying. But, but Ken, let's say you did a good job. So, so oh, in yeah. the effort and the, in the sense of compliment day, I gotta throw one back to you. And this is well deserved, and this is not something that only happened today. This is you, you do this every day, and I got to give it back to you, man. It's it's the it's the segue of Ken Lavica that is just one of the most. It's it, it, it's so subtle sometimes that sometimes you might not notice that, that mm. you, you were struck by it. But in the sense of compliment day, I got to give one back to Ken. But I don't want to give him too big of a head. But but. <laughs> The, the compliment for Duffy is when you were talking to Palestina. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I will say, Sean, as I was unleashing that thing, I knew it was a banger. I knew that thing was going to be an absolute banger. Appreciate you, know, you, Sean. Thank you so much. That was great. Uh, and so so I want to thank you, Theo. And I, I want to thank you, Stone. And you know what? I want to thank myself. I think it was pretty good. Thanks to everybody for listening. Happy, happy day. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye.